Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here's your host, director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Well, I am truthfully glad that you guys decided to join us today. I have my good friend Steve Jarrett, who is the assistant director out at the Union Gospel Mission. And in case they ever have to rerun this show because I'm I'm out of town or anything, I hope they rerun this about January when everybody is complaining about how cold it is. <laughs> because let me tell you something. It is warm it's, out there today. It's extra warm. Uh, Steve and I took turns coming across the parking lot. I would drag him for 10 feet, and then he'd turn around and drag me for <laughs> 10 feet uh, because it was too hot to walk the whole way all by ourselves. No, I'm kidding, of course. But it is pretty warm. Uh, some of you that know, years and years ago, and many years now, I started off my working life as a commercial air conditioning guy, and so... I was exposed to the heat on a regular basis, and and being half Irish and half Norwegian, I never liked the heat at all. So, uh, Stephen, I think the heat didn't like you. It didn't like. Yeah. It did not like me. No, it didn't. Anyway, we came here today not to talk about the horrible heat outside because some of you like it, but to talk about really truthfully, like the song says about a song, the opening says, a hope and transformation. And one of the themes that that you may have heard, if you've listened to any of the uh, advertisements that I put out on the air, we are involved not just simply with trying to feed people or clothe people or give them showers or food boxes, and we do all those things, but we also, and and more importantly than anything else in my opinion, is that we offer them the hope that's found in Jesus Christ through transform uh, transformation to get off of drugs, off of alcohol, off the streets, regain a life uh, that instead of coming out every day and, and having no place to go, just looking for food or shelter or drugs or alcohol, that these folks can come and have their lives changed, return to families, return to jobs, or go out and get a job maybe for the first time and be productive citizens. And, and trust me, you know, you know, you stop and think about it. When a person truly grasps that they want to to be productive and and not just to receive, it opens up a world that <laughs> that you can go home at night, lay your head on your pillow and feel like you've actually accomplished something. And you know what? You don't have to be a doctor, a lawyer, a, a pastor, or a teacher, or anything else to feel like you have contributed something. You know, when I was uh, first married and I took a job as a janitor, you know what? I cleaned the very best I could, and I at least felt like I did something. So at any rate, uh, I hope each of you can find that hope. And you know what? If you don't have a healthy, well-balanced church, Go find one. There's lots of them out there. And be not just a pew sitter, but somebody involved in the church. And you'll be amazed at how much satisfaction a person gets when they're actually doing the right thing sometimes. So, Stephen, yes. how do you feel about those kind of things? Well, I think that um, that's one of the, the joys of um, working at the missions is seeing guys actually um, 
go through the program, find a job, get that, and, and they get that 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 want to to work and to and to um, serve others. And then when they when they leave, they they take that with them, and they they get a job, and they be able to to serve you know their the, whatever boss company and what they're working for, and be able to be a productive member of society. That's part of what we do, and and that what happens, I should say, and and it also would. Uh, Helps them also to be a witness for Christ. That just Christ did this for me. I mean, he could do this for anyone who believes in in his, in, in who he is and and who sent them. Uh, so uh, yeah, I, I I love when we be able to see those things come to fruition. You know, it's an amazing transformation that takes in the heart. Uh, and I know, like you said, you've seen, but I've seen it in my own heart too. When when it's not just a matter of of a career move or what you're going to do at retirement or what this is going to happen. But no matter what your position in life is, that you know that you are part of something much bigger than yourself, and that's the body of Christ, and that your hope doesn't lie in just whether you're going to have uh, a big house, big car, a yacht somewhere, or, or maybe even just a place to live, that no matter what you are and what you've done, you can look back at your life after you have lived your life for 20, 30, 40 years of, of career, and you can say, you know what? Again, I'm just going to take my own experience, for instance, uh, that, that maybe you were a janitor or a dishwasher. I did a lot of different things when I was very young. And say, well, what have I accomplished? Well, whatever you've accomplished, the only thing that counts is what you've done for Christ if you're a believer, right? That's right. And do you have to be rich and famous to accomplish something no, in the that, kingdom that of God? That is not the goal, though it may happen for some, but that's not the goal. Yeah. That's not the end all of, no. of where, you know, why you were doing these things. So Right. So let's talk a little bit about ordination. Okay. I happen to be a, an ordained Baptist pastor, but here's what people fail to understand. If you're walking in Christ Jesus, if you are truly a believer— you're an ordained whatever. You're an ordained doctor, lawyer, police officer, janitor, dishwasher, carpet cleaner, window washer, uh, salesperson. I don't know what it is. But if you truly are in Christ Jesus, you're claiming the name of Christ, then guess what? You are ordained to be a witness for Christ in whatever capacity you're in. That's right, true. Stephen? Yes, very and, much. And that makes you a person with a cause. And your cause is Christ. So it's not just what I've done today. Did I meet my quota of sales today? Did I do that? Uh, no, it's, it's much more than that. And so that should give us hope and understanding and all those kind of things. So, Stephen, do you see when the men come on the program and they've gone through the program and now maybe they're not kids. They've been in prison for a lot of years. They do these things. It's hard for them to get jobs, right? Very hard. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes, very hard. But not impossible. Nope. I have a few um, uh, men that's on the program that are holding down jobs now that went through that experience of being you know, in jail for a lot of their life. Yeah, and some of them come out the other side, and they actually do go into careers. We have one guy. I'm going to leave their names out of him, excepting Ron Smith, because he's already told me I can talk about him. But we've had men. One guy came in. He used to be in insurance. 
He was a broker. He went back. He's a broker again. He's doing well as far as I know. Mm-hmm. I haven't talked to him in a little while, but he graduated a couple of years ago, right? At least four or five. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Wow. It's been a bit. Okay. At <laughs> any rate, uh, he's not ashamed of, of the fact that he came on the program either. That's uh, that's not why I'm withholding his name. I just didn't ask him first. But <clears throat> then we have guys like Ron Smith. And Ron Smith, if you happen to know him, he's extremely successful. He went back. He got his bachelor's degree, got his master's degree. And I think that he was telling me, I believe, and, and Ron, if you're out there and you're listening, I'm, I apologize if I'm getting this wrong, but I think he was working on a PhD program. Well, that but, I didn't know. And I could be incorrect, but I know he got his master's mm-hmm. degree. He is successful in uh, drug and alcohol uh, recovery program somewhere where he's working, not not in not the program. On the program, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's, he's a friend. His wife is, is a friend of ours and it's just a great success story. And you know what? Here's a man that had been fairly successful for before the fall. And when he came out and, and alcohol and drugs and cocaine had gotten a hold of him, it destroyed his life. But Christ can take destroyed things and make them new again. Yes, right, he Stephen? can. Yes, he can. How about um, you? Was he able to, uh, you were successful in a lot of ways. Yeah, not, not to that capacity, but yeah, I had jobs and um, went to school to be a, a lab tech at one time um, uh, and uh, lost it because I was, I'd rather drink and get high than to, to work and do the things I was supposed to do. And I lost a job and lost myself and uh, I didn't know Christ um, and uh when I moved from back east, east coast to here, uh, um, I, Christ found me at the Union Gospel Mission by. <laughs> yeah, because Christ <laughs> was wasn't <beautiful>. lost. <laughs> he wasn't lost. <laughs> no. No, he found me. Uh, but um, I, I opened up my eyes. But that's but he changed my life. And while I don't do that, I'm, the capacity he put me in has given me such great rewards of, of seeing other people change their lives through Christ that uh, I'm, I'm very I'm very happy and satisfied of, of what he accomplished through me. Well, you've got a family and, and yeah, I have two daughters. You've got people who grandson. love your work and yeah. And, and, and my lovely wife have been married for 32 years coming up in about another month and, uh, and a week. Yeah. And uh, yeah, God is awesome. Yeah, and you got a, you got a grandchild. Yeah, mentioned that. So Been any some, more on the way or anything? No, they're they're slowing up the process. Here. Slowing I'm not, up the I'm not process. Sure why? We can, we need a need a, we have a <laughs> we have a grandson we need to have a granddaughter here now. But what is what is uh, what is James? Is he like eight or he's nine? He's yeah, nine. he's nine years old. So um, and enjoy him immensely. Yeah, yeah. No, I know he's a very proud uh, grandpa. But you know what? We should be proud grandparents. I've got five grandkids, and they age from. About 16 or 17 down to uh, <laughs> five. So, uh oh, I'm. Oh, you got the I'm, spectrum going I, here. Yeah, I got a spectrum, but that's okay. Yeah. Great. So, uh, I'm proud of all of them. I love them all. Uh, the only thing I want for all of them isn't success in business, but salvation in Christ. Amen. That's, that's what matters most of all. 
You know, I don't recall who it was, Stephen, and I don't know if you were there, but somebody was talking about the fact that their their son was a doctor, and but he wasn't a believer, and and they said that they would they would trade all that success in if he was a believer, and I don't know who it was that I was talking to, but doesn't that say it all? I mean, you know, I yeah. Um. So Stephen, we know the other side of things. We know, you know, if, if he doesn't, and that particular person, what well, we know, what we we know who Jesus is. We know his word, is, God's word is true, and we know there's an eternal separation and an eternal um, being with him um, in 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 heaven. And we don't want any of our loved ones or anybody actually to be separated from God in that no. manner. I don't want my That's worst terrible. enemy to be separated. Right. You know, that's a, it's maybe a hard concept, but I, you know, <laughs> I really know I never deserved heaven. You know, I was reading that devotional that we all have a copy of, right? It was talking about, do you look at everybody else and see their sins but fail to see your own? <laughs> oh, no, brother, I, I'm, not, I'm not modest and I'm not humble about it, but I can truthfully tell you, I see my sins. I know my heart. I know where I've been, what I've done, and I'm not proud of any of that. And I know I don't deserve heaven. <laughs> There's just no doubt about it. And again, that's not being humble. That's being factual. If one sin will separate you from the kingdom of God, then I had a lot on my debt. You know, so at any rate, you came to the mission. 33 years ago? Uh, 34 years ago. 34 years ago. And didn't you meet your wife at church or through the mission somehow? Um, after I was an a intern. So it was like a, a year or just less than a year after I was at, um, been at the, at the mission for a year. And then I was an intern somewhere in between there. And then uh, uh, the uh, director who was um, there at the time also um, passed to the church. And that, that church oh. is where I where I met um, Tanya, my wife. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you remember what the name of the church was then? Yeah. Um, it was uh, on Viking Drive. It was called, oh boy, now i got to remember the name of it. I thought I did, and now I'm, now I'm well, back we'll, in the recesses we'll of the mind. Well, we'll come back when he remembers. Yeah. Unfortunately, what happened was it, it did uh, finally go under, and we had to, and was sold. Um, didn't really have a lot of members. Matter of fact, she came to that church because we were, they were um, renting out the the uh, church facilities for another church in yeah. the evening, and that that one folded, and so she decided to come and see our Bradshaw Baptist Church. I knew it had come back. All right, Bradshaw Baptist Church, but it's on Viking Drive at the time. Um, so yeah, so I met her there. She she visited our church, and then I went with uh, the pastor to a visitation, and and uh, um, and that started it all. All right, all right. Well. <clears throat> That was Don Kirk. Don right? Kirk, yeah. yeah. And Don later, uh, he was even pastoring a small Chinese Baptist he, yeah, church. Yeah, he did a lot it? of in, intern, um, some um, interim um, things. Interim, yeah. Because uh, you, you know, just like you, you know, yeah, it's I hard do. to do both when you're full time at, yeah. at the mission. You, you know, you can't exert, you, you can't split up your energies for full time pastorate. So he would, 
he would do interim uh, when when calls. Sometimes it was hard for him to get out of that because they liked him so much that he yeah. he <laughs> he had to like uh, un, uh, let them know that yeah, this is supposed to be temporary. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, he did a few of those, and he did two um, pastor two Chinese Baptist churches actually. Nice. And uh, and a couple of other churches. Yeah, I've so. I've spoken at both of, uh, both of them, I mm-hmm. believe. Um, but. The bottom line comes down to what you said is absolutely true. Uh, I have a very small church that I still pastor at, and I couldn't, I really couldn't take a much larger church because I can't be there all week. I have to be at the mission. Uh, my heart is always just like at the mission in pastoring somewhere, and that's not so everybody gets to look at me. That's because I, <laughs> I'm just grateful for for a position that keeps me talking, moving, and thinking about uh, about Christ all day long. You know, at the mission, you can understand there's Bibles on every desk, and there's questions that are always coming by. We're all always discussing something biblical. Right. I mean, we discuss other things, but, yeah, but uh, we're always, it's always going to come paramount. up and... and it's nice to work in an atmosphere where Christ is preeminent over everything you do. Yes. And people aren't rolling their eyes when they see you over in the corner praying, right? <laughs> so uh, before, I, I guess you've, you've probably, since you came to the mission, you never worked outside of the mission, did you? Afterwards, I mean? No. Okay. No. So you didn't really have a perspective of what it's like to be in a Christian in a secular work. No, I have not had that. Uh, and um, I like I was opportunity pops in your head and it pulls right out because no, I God God called me to be at the mission. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he I, opened I, doors I, I and agree. he and he um, just uh, made it uh, a definite in my mind that this is where he wanted me to be and and the things I do or, or I, I'm I'm happy to be there. But no, I have not worked outside of that. It's got to be a little bit got to be a little hard if you're if your heart is not really you know just prepared to whatever other people might think it doesn't matter it's about you and, and about Christ and knowing Christ and telling others about Christ no matter you know where, what setting you may be in yeah I mean people are fond of saying it that we're in the post-christian era and I I don't believe that the I don't I don't believe there was ever an era when the majority of people followed Christ I mean, there no. may have been a lot more, yeah, but, but there's always been those that didn't believe. It's not like in the 1800s, everybody was a follower. Yeah. Otherwise, we, we wouldn't have had Jesse James, right? <laughs> and sometimes we, as we get further and further into away from eras, we think more um, fondly or, or, yes. or innocently about them. Yes, selective but, remembering. Yeah, but it's, been a lot, it's a lot of evil in the world, and sometimes I think we... we because of the communication that we have all over the world, that we hear a lot more of it, doesn't mean it wasn't happening then. It just wasn't instantane- instantaneously give, you know, broadcast to everyone around the world. So, yeah. you know, Like you and I talked about, people will make the distinction that there used to be slavery. <laughs> well, I got news for you. It still is. The, it's countries. all over the a world. A lot of countries. A lot of countries. Yeah, and I'm sure that with the horrible sex trafficking and everything, some of it's still going on here. Sacramento. Yeah, right here in Sacramento is a hub, right? Yep, 
unfortunately. So what you said is really true, Stephen, that we remember with selective memories. You know, I remember being a kid with a skateboard and the Beach Boys were on and all those kind of stuff. And like you and I were talking about the other day, um, you go, oh, man, you know what? I wish it was like the 50s or 60s again, you know, because that was really good. But then you think of all the strife that we had in the 50s and 60s. You know, think of the how race relations were or how women were treated or whatever the case is. I don't want to go back to that. I just want to go back to the Ozzie and Harriet show. <laughs> but see, that was <laughs> not true. Yeah. It, it wasn't. It wasn't the really the way it is. No. And we forget, to Steve's point, all the tough things that went on. You know, I grew up with a single mom, and it wasn't always easy with her. Mm. I mean, she was good. I mean, but it was not easy paying for a, everything. It and so it was mm-hmm. difficult. But you tend to forget those yeah. things, right? Yeah, you do. I mean... Uh, we forget the bad parts, otherwise women wouldn't have two children. <laughs> After the first time, that would be it, right? So, at any rate, at the Union Gospel Mission, we strive not just to give out food, clothing, and everything, but more importantly than anything else, we strive to help these men who learn who they can be in Christ Jesus, right? Yeah, and that's the, the key. So you've in been here, there for 34 years. You graduated probably 33 years ago, right? Yeah. Um, they had no ceremony like we have now. Glad, right. glad we do what we do. We've been doing it for a while. But, yeah, I think it was like three months. And then if you want to hang around and you hang around do things, and- you can, you know. And, but um, um, uh, Pastor Don had a plan to put a, 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 uh, a support team together. So, But, uh, yeah, so probably like three or four months it was kind of a, Okay, you, you you've now moved on to a different um, uh, setting in in your uh, in your program. Yeah, and then you know, then well, I the program a, isn't the same now as oh, it, no, when you came on. Much different, much better. Yeah, tell the truth. But now let's give credit to where credit is due. Don was handed it at a certain point, yeah. and he worked on it, and I was handed it at a certain point. But the point I was handing it at that was given to me, the mission was already much different than it was 33 years ago. New building and everything mm -hmm. else. So I don't want to try to take anything from Don. His work was cut out. Steve Gasser, our good friend over there, said one day that, that he had known all of the guys that did the radio show, and he said that, Don was the old, rough, tough cowboy who blew in off the plains, and they made him sheriff, and, and cleaned he, up the town. he cleaned up the town, and, and then they started to get the city folk in, and they built churches, and they, they built businesses, and then the new sheriff comes in. He's, he's a little different than the old sheriff. Kind of wanted to be the rough, tough guy, but, <laughs> but he made, made me the more city slicker sheriff, I guess. Well. Timing and, is everything. Yeah, but I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I came in at that time, too. So, I, by the way, I love Steve Gasser. He's a great guy. He's given me the signal. We're almost out of time. Okay. And I'm going to hold my friend Steve over because we're going to do a second show. If it's a surprise to you, I don't come in every week to do the show. Every other week, so I can do a couple of them at a time. 
And then we're going to talk a little bit more about the transforming power of Christ. And as always, until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. You've been listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com, UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.